GAA, Leinster Senior Football Championship First Round. Rathvilly make tame exit from Leinster competition. Article by Kieran Murphy. The score: Nave Martin two goals and sixteen points. Rathvilly one goal and five points. After the heroics and the glory of the previous weekend when Rathvilly took a dramatic senior football title, this first round Leinster Senior Football Club Championship tie was a step too far for the new Carlo champions. At Haggardstown on the outskirts of Dundalk, the Louth champions proved too strong for Rathvilly on Sunday. It was close in the opening quarter, but two Nave Martin goals after the first water break put distance between the sides and they subsequently ran out easy winners. Going into the game, Rathvilly would have known Loud's inter-county player and free-scoring forward Sam Mulroy was one of the key opposition players. The full forward duly posted a free on two minutes. Over the hour, he would go on and score a total of eight points. Despite his achievement, he would surely have marvelled at Alan Kelly's wonderfully converted sideline ball from the corner flag on the left. That got the Carlow side off the mark, but they were unable to build. Connor Whelan restored the Nave Martin lead with a point from play and very nearly added a goal, but Tom Pilkington, the Rathvilly keeper, did well when the corner forward raided down the left. Kevin Murphy pointed for Rathvilly to level once more. As Mulroy knocked over a free to give the home side a lead, they were never to relinquish. The full forward also turned provider when feeding Val Leddy, who also bisected the Rathvilly posts. Then came a spell where Nave Martin all but secured passage to the next round. When the Rathvilly defence erred on a kick-out close to their own goal, Whelan was on hand to gather the loose ball, round the keeper and put the ball between the sticks. A few minutes later, Leddy attacked down the left. When space opened up, he shot home from a narrow angle. That knocked the stuffing out of Rathvilly. While they had the last say of the half with a Kevin Murphy point, the Louth champions led 2-7 to 4 points at the interval. Rathvilly came at the Louth side in the opening minutes of the second half and were unlucky not to have got something out of an attack which saw a shot spin off the left-hand upright. Another attack was broken up when a defender blocked a possible goal-bound shot. Jake Elliott's free was small reward for the Rathvilly pressure. That was as good as it got for the Carlo champions. Mulroy nailed three of the next four Nave Martin points. Midfielder Wayne Campbell also scored a point. By the second water break, the home team led 2-12 to 5 points. Just at the end, Brian Smith went for a goal from a 13-metre free. His shot was hard and impossible to hold. When the ball ricocheted out, Rathvilly substitute Conor O'Neill was first to react and fired it first time to the net. Shades of Eric Malloy's crucial goal last week, but this time not celebrated in the exact same way. Understandably so. Rathvilly manager Pat Ryan was in a reflective mood after the game. Our target at the start of the year was to win the championship and we got that, he pointed out. The young lads came through it very well, but today was disappointing for all concerned. You have days like that. We were short a few players and you need to have everything going for you on days like this. It was a short and sweet interview. There was nothing left to say. The scoreline said it all. Congratulations to the opposition. They are a formidable side, said Ryan. The teams. 
Maeve Martin, Craig Lynch, Mark Whelan, Thomas Sullivan, Connor Healy, John Cutterbuck, Sean Healy, Connor Morgan, one point, Wayne Campbell, two points, Evan Whelan, Val Leddy, one goal and one point, Owen Callaghan, Stephen Campbell, Connor Whelan, one goal and three points, Sam Mulroy, eight points, six points from freeze, Brian McQuillan. The subs, Paul Beryl for S. Campbell, 38 minutes, J.P. Rooney, one point for McQuillan, 51 minutes, Joe McGrain for Callaghan, 51 minutes, Owen Wright for C. Healy, 55 minutes, Connor Smith for M. Whelan, 57 minutes. Rathvilly, Tom Pilkington, Barry John Malloy, Geoffrey O'Donoghue, Dara Curran, Josh Moore, Connor Doyle, Parik Deering, Brendan Murphy, Ed Finnegan, Kevin Murphy, two points, Alan Kelly, one point from sideline, Eric Malloy, Brian Murphy, one point from a free, Brian Smith, Jake Elliott, one point from a free. The subs, Parik Bulger for Kelly, 41 minutes, Connor O'Neill, one goal for Elliott, 47 minutes, Dermot Gavin for Brian Murphy, 47 minutes, Parik Byrne for Deering, 56 minutes, Luke Coleman for O'Donoghue, 56 minutes. Referee, Fergal Smith, Offaly. LGFA Leinster Intermediate Ladies Football Preliminary Round. Carlo Champions put in good showing before going down to strong St. Sylvester's side. Article by Eamon Byrne. The scores, St. Sylvester's Dublin, 1 goal and 16 points. Benicary Tin Ryland, Carlo, 9 points. Seven days after winning the Carlow Championship, Benicary Tin Ryland travelled to Malahide to take on talent-laden St. Sylvester's in a game many dubbed as a female version of David and Goliath. The Saints included Dublin senior captain Sinead Ahern and her fellow dubs Neve McAvoy and Kate Sullivan in a squad that had scored 27 goals en route to easily winning the Dublin Intermediate Championship three weeks ago. On this performance, they will now be favourites for the Leinster Intermediate title before they compete once again in the Dublin Senior Championship in 2022. Benicary Tin Ryland showed one change from their starting 15 in the county final, with long-serving Deirdre Tomlinson replacing the injured Audrey Murphy. The Carlow champions were first on the score sheet when Elaine Ware won a free which was converted by the high-flying Cleonanishé who once again gave a player of the match performance for BT. Dublin star Kate Sullivan had the home side back on level terms by the sixth minute before Nishay repeated her earlier score after a foul on Roisin Byrne. Neve McAvoy then showed her class with a great point before Sinead Hayden won a free for the Carlo team that was once again converted by Nishay. By the twelfth minute, Sinead Hearn had the North Dublin team back on level terms and St. Sylvester's edged ahead in the 14th minute when Nicole Owens raised a white flag. St. Sylvester's then got a boost when a BT free went astray and Ahern did not need a second chance before scoring the only goal of the game. Just before the first water break, Neve McAvoy extended her side's advantage with another well-taken point. When play resumed, Benicary Tin Ryland enjoyed a period of dominance and taking the game to their opponents, they won two more frees via Neve Kelly and Roisin Byrne, which were clinically converted by Nishay. Sylvester's broke down the field on two occasions at this stage and BT goalie Shannon Cotter was forced to make two excellent saves from Ahern and Kate Sullivan. 
The first half ended with St. Sylvester's tagging on three further points from Sullivan, Ahern and Nicole Owens to lead 1-8 to five points at half-time. When Louth referee Paul Burke began the second half, St. Sylvester's were reduced to 14 players for 10 minutes when Nicole Owens was sin-binned for a heavy tackle. But her side managed two further points from Ahern and Kate Sullivan before Nishay converted another free for BT. The second water break then arrived with the Dublin champions now in control and holding a nine-point lead. When the final quarter began, Benekerry Tinryland seemed to get a new lease of life and they scored three further points from Niche to leave six points separating the sides with ten minutes remaining. With their full complement of players now in situ, the home team, egged on by a vociferous large support, flexed their muscles once again to add four more points to their tally via Owens, Kate Sullivan, Neve McAvoy and Dublin captain Ahern. The three Dublin panellists scored 112 of St Sylvester's total of 116. The winners will now take on Ballyrowan in the quarter-final next weekend. After the game, St Sylvester's manager Anthony Cook was loud in his praise for the Carlow champions, saying that it was by far their sternest test to date this season. The teams, St Sylvester's, Sophie Brennan, Cleena Fitzpatrick, Kim White, Leah Harold, Lisa Murphy, Danielle Lawless, Emma Lynch, Nicole Owens, Neve McAvoy, Kate Sullivan, Grace Toomey, Emma Sullivan, Gráinne McGinty, Sinead Hearn, Louise Ryan. The subs, Kara Tanner, Neve Harney, Anya MacDonnell, Caitlin Guiden, Sive McCann. Benekerry Tinryland, Shannon Cotter, Grace Lawler, Elaine Ware, Deirdre Tomlinson, Tess Regan, Leanne Corcoran, Ruth Birmingham, Nuala Mohan, Captain, Fiona O'Sullivan, Neve Kelly, Roisin Byrne, Leah Mullins, Elizabeth Lowry, Cleon Anishé, Sinead Hayden. Subs, Sarah Doyle, Jane Bullen, Zoe Ryan, Neve Brophy. GAA scores. Under-20 football championship roundup, Aero Oak, two goals and ten points, St. Patrick's, two goals and eight points. Bagnallstown Gales, 13 points, Clonmore, two goals and seven points. Sental under-17 hurling final, Mount Leinster Rangers, six goals and 20 points. Carlow Town, one goal and six points. Leinster Intermediate Football Championship Round 1, Park Rathaniska, one goal and 16 points. Naevon, one goal and three points. Leinster Intermediate Hurling Championship Round 1, Bray Emmets, 18 points. Nave Breed, eight points. LGFA Leinster Junior Football Championship Round 1, Ballyfin Leash, 3 goals and 7 points, St Anne's, 1 goal and 5 points. Athletics, Daly and Corcoran run in World Duathlon, article by Kieran Murphy. Carlo Duathletes Trevor Corcoran and Owen Bailey enjoyed a tremendous World Duathlon Championships when taking 13th and 14th place respectively in Aviles in Spain recently. The competition was divided into age categories and the two Carlo competitors, who were part of an eight-man Irish team, participated in the 35-39 age section. The competitions were initially due to be held in Amsterdam, but were postponed before eventually being moved to Spain. Their race comprised of a 5 kilometer run first, 
a 21-kilometre bike race and ending with another 2.8-kilometre run. Bailey's preparations were marred by injuries and even up to the final weeks before his scheduled departure, it was touch and go whether he would be on the plane. To be fair, coming back from two knee operations, a broken tibia and a broken wrist, I am delighted. I pulled a hamstring ten weeks ago too. To come 14th, having been laid up for six weeks, I was absolutely delighted, said Owen. He admits he made a tactical error during the race, but he fought back well. I probably went off a bit hard. We were in two age groups. I suffered a little bit, but the bike was good. I had to work hard on my own to get back onto the wheels of groups ahead, Owen recalled. He also suffered from cramp during the race, but the sight of a teammate ahead gave him something to aim for. Trevor was ahead of me after the run and I closed the gap with the bike, explained Owen. While Bailey would have been more a bike specialist than a runner, Trevor was the opposite. He is a 5,000 metre, 10,000 metre and cross-country competitor with his St. Lawrence O'Toole's club. Having taken part in the Ponte Verde 2019 event, this was his second world championships. Unlike Bailey, he had no problems in training. It was super, training went well, the field was a very high standard. I knew I was in good shape going into it. I had been in Austria at a mountain run world championships. Running is my strong bit. In the race I came off that. I knew I was in good shape and it was good, noted Trevor, who enjoyed the cycling aspect of the test. I was handy on the bike and went for it. Both athletes will concentrate on their own individual sports now. Corcoran has a busy schedule. He has national cross-country championships races in December and February, while he will compete in the Carlow cross-country in January at Tin Ryland. Bailey will take a few weeks off to try and get over his injuries and will go back to a bit of unstructured training when he feels he is ready. Having just joined the teaching staff in the school, Bailey is particularly grateful to Presentation College for giving him the time off to take part in the championships. A rugby coach, he has enjoyed success in Skullcunglish and Temple Carrig in Dublin, where he was teaching. Now Presentation College will also be able to draw on his rugby coaching acumen. We started on Wednesday, we will tip away at that and see how we are going, he confirmed.